You're now listening to J House Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way, we bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide. Hey, don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson. I could get you the passion. It's a thriller in a trap. Where we from? Yo, yo, what's up? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling, man. Relaxing. Yeah. Got my coffee. I'm in the mood. What's up with you, man? How you feeling? You got the coffee. What time is it out there, man? Uh, it's about um six. So it's six o two where I'm at right now. But it's decaf. It's decaf. Yeah, oh, okay. I... you roll with the decaf. I got you. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, man, you're gonna sleep tonight. Exactly. That I couldn't sleep last night because I had a, the idea to have a frappe at like three o'clock in the day. But you know, that's yeah, bad news cruise right there, man. It really is, man. It really is. But um, for everyone who's going to be tuning in later, this is J House Podcast Radio. I am joined today by a special guest. He is actor and riddler advocate like straight up for the campaign to play riddler which is something that i've never seen before he is scott filer man welcome to the show man thanks for having me man it's good to be here good to talk to you absolutely bro absolutely i'm i'm absolutely flattered because i'm always like i'm looking for new people to to sort of have on the show Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people can come from the, you know, mainly from my hometown of Mobile, Alabama, or, you know, the Snyder Cut community, people who are close in that community as well. So I'm always just looking for for great people. So I definitely thank you for being on. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's a lot of great people in that community, for sure. That whole Riddler thing is is a product of that, really. So, yeah. So so I want to start off because I'm I'm real curious um mm-hmm. number one my one of my most burning questions for you was um you know your your former wwe uh wwe star right yeah yeah i mean i, I did some stuff with them from you know to the 2005 to about 2011 off and on so yeah i guess wow. i could classify myself as that because i did yeah I, I appeared on there and wrestled for him a bunch of times and so yeah I would, I would, I, I mainly because like I've only gotten to see one live WWE show, and yeah. me and my brother were are such big fans of like WWE. So like even though we like cheer and boo people on TV, depending on what star it was or who, which wrestler it was, it would always be like all that gets erased when you see them like in live or in person. So yeah. like. What, so what was it like your whole experience in in the WWE and and during that during that time period? Yeah, that that's I mean you hit the nail on the head there man. There's no substitute for a live crowd. So these guys what they're doing on TV now and like you know wrestling in front of TV monitors or whatever the heck they have going on like a, a Thunderdome setup I think they have where it's like people watching on live streams or something like that. 
Yeah. And they're getting their reaction. It's, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's cool looking and everything, but to have that, you know, that atmosphere where you have 15,000, 20,000 people, sometimes more screaming and yelling and stuff and being able to feed off that energy is, is what it's all about. So I was, you know, when I was there, obviously there was no Corona. So <laughs> there yeah. was, uh, <laughs> I was able to do that, you know, the first couple times were kind of intimidating because I came from a background of wrestling on the independent wrestling scene in front of maybe, you know, anywhere from 100 to 500 people. So going from that to five, you know, 15,000 to 20,000 was kind of an adjustment. But yeah, I got some good advice and was able to make the best of it. So they told me to look at the people right in front of you in the first row, not up in the crowd, <laughs> up in the rafters. <laughs> that's crazy man so i mean what what era of the of the wwe would would you classify under would that be um yeah. would that be like attitude era or um i don't know what our generation of wrestling is called today yeah it was the it was right when pretty much right when john cena was starting to come into popularity i guess the ruthless aggression era is what they called it it was the end of the towards the end of the attitude era and right around the beginning of ruthless aggressions when I was doing my stuff. Got you, got you, man. I mean, and and I've always wanted to express this to anyone who's been close to the WWE, like, and it's and it's no like I don't want it coming across as disrespectful to certain people, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, the attitude era and then the ruthless aggression era. I mean, I think those were like back to back some of the like greatest eras of wrestling. And then like now, you know, from, I would, I would probably say from like maybe 20, 20, uh, I don't know, maybe 2018 to like now I'm like me and my brother, like kind of fell out of love. We're like, bro, this stuff isn't the same anymore. Yeah. And so I'm always like wondering to ask around like, and this is, this is a reflection of like everything. Mm-hmm. This is like NBA, NFL, Mm -hmm. I've got to talk to former NBA players and ask them, hey, is it the same way that it was back then as it is now? And they're like, like, nah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was like, so for you, you know, is the WWE the same way it was for you as it is, as it is now? You know, it's not as, you know, I'm not going to say dark, but as like, you know, as ruthless as it used to be. Yeah, that's that's and wrestling's just like anything else. It's subjective. So you'll ask, you know, person A and their favorite era was like the '80s Hulk Hogan era, and then person B would be the ruthless aggression. Person C would be the attitude era. So everybody's got their own thing. But I definitely think wrestling was at its peak, at least in popularity, from about you know the late '90s to the early 2000s, mid early to mid 2000s. So. Yeah, you know that that was it's definitely not the same now. And I, as a fan, speaking as a fan, you know, because I think to be able to do anything, be successful at it, you have to be a fan of it too. So I was always a Hulk Hogan wrestling. I, I go way back with it. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely not the same now. I I sometimes I can't even stomach watching it <laughs> to be honest. Like I can't <laughs> I can't sit and watch a whole episode of whatever that's the you know TV's on whatever show yeah. it is that night. Yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, it's I w- like some, and I know it's like it's a different era for everything. I feel like from WWE yeah. to NFL, NBA, even down to like movies now. 
like there's just this certain missing quality about it like i rem- i think i think for me like around 2004 this, i was totally unaware then cuz i was like a little kid but i remember when i was like i think i was about 12 or 13 and um one of my favorite marvel movies was the punisher with thomas mm-hmm. and the the main title song was uh eyes wired shut by edgewater one of those early 2000s grunge bands yeah all right (laughs) yeah and they they were just awesome man and then i looked up that song and i found out that it was like the title song for backlash 2004 and i was like oh snap and then i went went and watched the you know promos and all that for backlash 04 and I was like, man, this was a time in wrestling, bro. You know, you had awesome soundtracks. Um, yeah. The wrestling were just like so underrated, so mean, and it was just a different time then. The guys were still larger than life back then, I think is probably the best way to put it. You know, you saw them on TV, and it was like these big, big, you know, like larger than life characters. They, they were yeah. you know, these these people that were like, you know, they look like they were like superhuman, like almost like comic book people, comic book characters kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And I think that is lacking today for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It. And, I mean, and this is no disrespect to John, to uh, Cena, but man, like, bro, <laughs> the last time he was there, me and my, I'm like, bro, like, are you like we used to stand in line? We used to stay up late to watch you you know, do an attitude adjustment or do whatever. And then he just like sort of phases out to these whack moves. And I'm like, what is this? What is this, John? And and I can say the same thing for like pretty much, you know, the whole roster, maybe minus Randy Orton, possibly the last OG. I would probably him with that. Yeah. So he, I think the best way to put it might, and, and, and might be, and th- with other sports too, a lot of it's gotten watered down is what I would, what I would say, probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Like watered down versions of, of what it used to be. So. And why is that, man? I mean, and, and that transitioning the combo sort of over to like, cause sort of over to, you know, the movie aspect of things. Um, you know, we, we know sports is watered down, obviously, like, you know, and you being an actor, what, and, and a fan of movies yourself, what is your, like, sort of view on movies today, and then being watered down, because, you know, you're campaigning to become the Riddler, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and so, you know, obviously, Snyder Cut community, people, um, you know, that were within that community, me and myself included, you know, campaigning for the Snyder Cut to get released. Yeah. Because, and mainly, mainly my whole view on it, and I want to get your opinion on it too, mainly my whole view is that people have, you know, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was yeah. great. And mm-hmm. when it was established, it was, it, it was what it was. And sometimes I think in my head, I'm like, man, when DC started to do it, when Zach wanted to, you know, sort of take his spin on it, I feel like so many people got used to the MCU because it was this sort of, you know, it was, you know, straight to the point, superhero films, they don't really have that much depth or layer to them. And they're a lot more watered down than per se DC movies are. 
And so I'm trying to figure out, like, how how did you feel on that? What's your whole connection to that whole situation? Yeah, I don't see it as much in in the movie industry other than than studios stepping in and trying to, you know, alter and and whack out all these great directors visions and stuff, which is kind of what happened. You know, absolutely what happened with the whole Joss Whedon thing coming in for Justice League and that whole debacle that that went down and and um you know i'm i'm just as tickled pink as you guys are um about the snyder his vision being released for that movie because i think it's going to be fantastic and you know kind of set everything right back on track to where it was headed anyway so it's definitely a dc dc centric playing field now i guess you could say you know mcu's kind of kind of fading out they're gonna step their game up man but you know there i've, I've right. always been a dc guy i've always preferred I've, there's been some marvel movies that i've liked like you know black panther and and some of the avengers movies and stuff but um yeah otherwise you know it's been all straight up dc for me so and i've always liked like right. loved zach as a director and as a human being so just to see his vision coming up you know i'm just as happy as everybody else is it's awesome yeah, I feel you on that. Same feeling. I was shocked and I'm like, just as crazy as like 2020 has been, I think <laughs> I think there are some rewarding things <laughs> that that would, you know, like, okay, 20 here's 2020, all this mess. And he's like, okay, here you go. Here's the Snyder Cut. It's coming for the you. Silver so, lining. <laughs> yeah, like the silver, like I can see it now, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So um so take me back a little bit, man, like your your whole love for for Riddler and the campaign that has started uh, Fowler for Riddler. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. Where where did this all begin and how do we get to where you are today? Yeah, it started. We actually just celebrated the uh, the four month of campaign for fourth month on what's today, the 20th yesterday, the 19th. Yeah. So it started May 19th. So, and it was all, it was a fantasy casting, man. I was on with the Snyder Cut community, you know, joining in with those guys, telling them they found out that I had been in Zach's Army of the Dead, which is right. uh, his upcoming movie, which that's the hot take for today is that that just finished the reshoots. So that'll be coming hopefully pretty soon. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that too. But, you know, they found out that I was in that and um, a, a bunch of them just started saying, you don't want to work with Zach again. And I was like, oh, of course, man. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had in entertainment, period. You know, yeah. His set was so professionally run. He was involved in everything that was going on. It was incredible. Right. So, um, you know, they started tossing around ideas. Well, would you play this person, that person? That's, and one person was just like, you'd make a freaking um, – oh, you're, you look just like the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> and I – from there that's really what started it like i just took that and ran with it because they they said some other things like a new one of the new gods or something like that and there were a couple other ideas um yeah uh it was one of the other ones mad hatter somebody said mad hatter but i was like you know the riddler would be you know i can do all these cool videos and like create my own little version of this too for this and make like a whole campaign out of it and make it a an actual thing that they can pick up some steam and it did so right pretty cool and that's awesome bro and and so like and i'm gonna ask you about working with zach a little bit later on but like from for your act for your acting experience and wanting to play riddler like the conversations that i've had on this podcast 
for like the past two months have mainly revolved around Warner Brothers studio interference with things. And so, you know, now sort of transitioning, you know, to HBO Max and Mm -hmm. them getting Zach Leeway, not interfering with the vision. And so for you personally campaigning and and, and being a front runner to play Riddler, how would you envision, you know, bringing this character to life you know, for Warner Brothers or HBO Max in whatever form they see fit, how would you, you know, sort of bring the character to life and what would you want to explore about the Riddler? That's all. That's that's a great question. It's actually been posed on Twitter a few times, so I'll, I'll kind of go through what I said to that. But first, like, with with the whole the whole Riddler thing, the whole thing behind this is there's no guarantee, even right now, that there's going to be a Riddler. Now, Zach teased you know, in Batman versus Superman and whatnot with the, with the question marks and a couple of the scenes and stuff like that. So, you know, he exists in the universe, but there's absolutely no even guarantee that there's going to be that character. So it's my, my campaign is, is kind of multi-layered. It's really to to get the character to be included in that, to push for it, to be in there. And obviously for me to play it. So to be to, and then that kind of goes into your question about what it would be. So, I kind of envisioned him as being like a an actual formidable opponent for Batman and 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 uh and uh, and Bruce Wayne, kind of like yeah. instead of just being completely intellectual, having the maybe like a mixed martial arts background or something like that. Because you know, in in Batman versus Superman, when uh, they showed Bruce Wayne and the the underground fighting stuff and everything like yeah. that, so I had this maybe crazy idea of like somehow Edward Nigma was involved with that somehow or he was the mastermind behind it or he was in it himself or something like that right right so i think it'd be a cool backstory there you know and and he could you know step up the batman too you know he thinks he's he's this uh the smaller guy that's usually kind of weak and frail and everything but then you know turns out he's 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 a he's a butt kicker too (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i i could see that because a lot of i think a lot of people talk about um, they talk about Jesse Eisenberg and his sort of take on Lex. I thought it was masterful. Other people thought that it was like, oh, he's a little bit too much like Riddler or a little bit too much like so-and-so. And I'm like, if Lex was able to manipulate Batman into that sort of emotional reaction to get him to go at Superman, imagine what Riddler would do being, you know, tactical and very strategic and vexing mm-hmm. like he is i'm like i could i could really imagine that i think you can make a whole hbo max series based on that man just give me my own series and call it enigma <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like i think i think i think that will be an excellent idea yeah. because go ahead i'm sorry no well yeah the with the I think personally, and I don't have any inside track on this, uh, but I think personally, I think Affleck's going to come back as Batman, obviously, and I think he's going to have a, a series on HBO Max is what I think is going to happen. So, yeah, that's where I want to see you know the Riddler pop up, and that's where I would be inserting myself into that kind right. of right. Yeah, I, I would pray that that happens because. HBO Max and and I and I said I told I said this in a previous podcast I was like depending on what they give at DC fandom 
it could really go a number of ways. And then they drop DC fandom and okay, here we go. Multiverse. We got all these different universes, everything that DC's done within its continuity and film so far will all exist in one big multiverse. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to continue the main DCEU and then you're going to give us Zach's, uh, you know, as he classified it as a, um, a uh, Elseworlds sort of, you know, the Zack Snyder verse. Yeah. Yeah. The Snyder verse. And I'm like, I would dig that if HBO, cause somehow, and I don't know what it is, bro. I really don't, but HBO is the pioneer when it comes to, you know, making shows period with content matter that goes like in depth, full raw, nothing censored and it just comes out like you look at the sopranos you can look at game of thrones especially which you know i mean despite the final season and what people thought about that nobody can take away the doors that game of thrones and hbo broke down being able to go in depth and raw uncensored but on this like hollywood scale you know non-studio interfered story and I'm like, if they can do that for that, imagine what they could do with the superhero genre. Imagine what they could do with DC. And giving Ben his own series, like, <laughs> that would be crazy. That would open hey, up man. a lot of doors. They've got people, I guarantee you, they've got people sitting in their production meetings right now talking about exactly that. <laughs> what Please. they can do with a superhero. What they yeah. can do with all this. Because, and I, I don't know how you feel about it. I want to know how you feel. But I, I I would honestly say I think the superhero genre is transitioning because I, if it's limited to just movies, like we can look at Amazon Prime and look at the boys and how raw that is, we can, you know, just go all over the place and really look at that. I'm like, if streaming services, and, and especially with what Netflix did with Daredevil and Punisher and Luke Cage, if streaming services are not the future for a lot of superhero projects, then I don't know what is. I really don't. No, I I 100% think it is, and it it should be. It fits it fits great there. So yeah, run with it. You know, that's true. Um, so I'm a you know, and it's no secret. No, everybody knows. Like everyone who knows me personally knows that. Like Zach's not. I'm. Zack Snyder fanboy to like the fullest and so because they like bro you've been on a mad rant about three years talking about why we shouldn't watch the theatrical cut of Justice League my family huh. looks at me hey, like I I'm agree a, with you <laughs> <laughs> like honestly yeah much. yeah they look they look at me like I'm watching it right like if you try to watch yeah it, like watching it just seeing how they butchered it it's crazy yeah, that's that's true, and and so like for you being on being on set because like I'm I'm an aspiring actor as well. I haven't taken steps to get there yet, but I'm an aspiring actor as well. So like awesome. for you, go ahead. No, that's awesome, dude. I'm, I was just chiming in. Oh. That's great. A great, great. Uh, chase that dream, man. Keep it at it. Keep at it. Yeah, I, I will, man. And and so I'm I'm thinking about like your experience with Zach on, on uh, army of the dead. I'm like, dude, just to be on set with Zach. I'm like, how did that, how did that even feel for you, bro? Yeah. 
that was yeah that was the first time with him and i you know i'd done a couple little things before that i yes. I've, I've been doing the the acting like i stopped wrestling in 2013 something like yes. that so i had a gap in there where i was kind of getting my life together that's a whole different story for a different day but <laughs> i started back into into uh, you know i was thinking about getting back into wrestling and i was like nah, that'd be bad news but so i was like you know well i could do because I've, I've got some injuries and stuff from wrestling that it would just compound that stuff. So I was like, what can I right. do to the kind of a natural transition? And that'd be acting, you know, obviously, so, you know, you got, you got guys like Batista and the rock and all that, that are doing it pretty seamlessly. So, yeah, you know, that, that came up. So I got into acting and I did a, um, a short film and then I did a investigation discovery show. And right that that id channel show man that, the set was just chaotic it was awful like it was it was i was like man is this house always gonna be like and then i went <laughs> did army of the dead and the how everything was run and just seeing zach being out there hands-on with everything and just like not barking orders actually showing people what he wanted done and all that stuff it was awesome yeah i grew a new respect for him and for uh just that the the operation around it right i feel that man that sounds that sounds pleasant <laughs> Discovery yeah, it was it was it was it was very very well run easy going and just you know yeah. watching zach doing zombie zombie moves was pretty cool too so you had to walk like a zombie <laughs> bro that's crazy man that is that's crazy i'm i'm i haven't I don't, I've never, I think I have confessed. I haven't watched Dawn of the Dead. I think I watched like five minutes. Oh, of, you have to, I was, man. Yeah. Yeah. Put that I on have, your to-do list. Yeah. I have to add it on there because I'm like, it because like, I don't like horror movies, bro. Like for some reason, I'm just not a horror movie kind of guy. And I'm like, it just runs in the family. Like we just never watched horror movies because we like stay awake for the next week or two weeks my wife showed me paranormal activity i didn't sleep for the whole month uh, I'm like, it's just like it's like dead serious so, and i know dawn of the dead is one of those kinds of zombie films like i'll sit there and watch the walking dead all day because the premise on it is strictly scientific but like i really don't i really don't know like dawn of the dead per se like i have to watch it and sit down and watch it again for myself if you're into The Walking Dead, you'll be fine with that. And it, and it's you know it's it's Zach, so it's got it's you know it's it's kind of there's a little comedic element to it too. There's some decent you know comedy thrown in there, and yeah, it's it's just it's just you know it's a it's a train it's a, it's a roller coaster ride, train wreck, whatever you know. It's a it's right a big car car wreck explosion. <laughs> so um. So sort of outside of, of Riddler and, and acting, like what else like are how how is your like your normal life with things like outside of, you know, acting and, and the campaign for Riddler? What what hobbies do you take out, you know, outside of that? Well, great question, man. I'm a big baseball fan, but oh, really? yeah. And fitness, fitness. If you, if you check out my Instagram and stuff, I've got a lot of um fitness related so other than riddler stuff there's like some fitness stuff or some nutrition brands i work with and everything so wow trying to yeah and it, it all comes back to just you know i'm trying to just to get my name out there more and everything because one of the things people said about 
you know, this whole Riddler thing is, you know, oh, there's 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 a lot bigger name actors they could book for something like that. And yeah, some of the guys that that are in the Snyder Cut movement actually got to came to my, you know, got my back on that one and said, you know, Zach likes to cast lesser known, you know, actors in, in roles like Ray Fisher wasn't. I think his first big acting credit was uh, was Justice League. So, yeah, the cyborg role. So he kind of came out of obscu- relative obscurity. I think he did some theater stuff. But, yeah, you know, and, and it's not like it's uh, it's not like I haven't done anything. I've been on WWE television. You know, I've done the whole right that whole thing. So I come from a, a theatrical production kind of background. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, but a lot of my time is tied up in that, you know, and and, and researching the character and and um, reading yeah. comic books and and getting uh, coming up with new ideas, creating those videos that I put out. Yeah. Um. So that t- that does take up a lot of time, but but other than that, like fitness and baseball, man, that's my those are my things. Who's your baseball team? Nats. <laughs> the the Nats. Yeah, I respect it. Well, I and I've that. liked them since 2008 when they were awful. So I, I watched them go from the top, bottom to the top last year. So it was pretty awesome to to witness that. So, so you're diehard. You're no bandwagon. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm diehard, are. man. Yep, I've been with them for a long time. I feel that, man. I'm a Yankees fan, and that's that's and people will be like, "BS, you're not a Yankee." I'm like, I am. I'm a Yankee. Like I just every I think every sports fan has that like period of time mm-hmm. where. They just like they have an option to choose a team, yep. and they stay with that team forever if they choose to. And I, I had that period. I chose Denver. The Denver Broncos is my favorite NFL team. The Miami Heat were my team all the way through, and then New York Yankees. I'm like, why the heck not? They just yeah. they look cool. Like I just was just drawn to them as a kid. So that's who I stuck with. No. But um, yeah. yeah, man. But side note, like the thought on 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 your campaign with Riddler, I would submit that people need to be careful about how they speak to people like you who are, you know, working and hustling day in and day out to make a name for themselves because I'm like, y'all don't know what could happen. Like that person, that person that you told like, oh, you know, they got bigger names out there. They got other people, you know, out there bigger than that. Oh, okay. Because you don't ever, you don't ever know who you're talking to. That's why I take time. Like I want, you know, everyone can DM and try to, you know, all those the certified blue check mark bloggers and everything, you know, can <laughs> on a, you know, Instagram and Twitter can reach out for the big names and have them on there. But I'm like, it's really the people that are up and coming that are really striving to make it. Those are the people that you want to have on your podcast. Those are the people that you want to you know, talk to an interview with because those are people that can make it, that will make it. And then when they do, you know, you can look like, Hey, I had an interview with that guy, you know, don't just wash him off. Cause you, people will regret it. I think people are going to regret it if they tell you, you know, um, you know, Hey, they're, I don't think they're going to pick you cause they got bigger guys out there. And then like maybe a month or so later, you get a DM from Zach <laughs> and Zach is like, Hey man, uh, you know, HBO greenlit the, the, the Ben Affleck Batman series and I'm involved in that. So I, you know, sort of had this idea. <laughs> That's I love how Zach talks. That's how it he's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, I had this idea. Yeah. 
video picking it, that it would be you. And everybody's like, oh my God, dude, he actually became realer. Like, don't think like, I haven't you. envisioned that call in my head <laughs> a bunch of times <laughs> over and over. <laughs> um, yeah, man. That's how yeah. it happens. But that, yeah, the whole Twitter thing, man, I, I don't, I really take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt. And that's, that's been happening ever since I was back in wrestling, man. You're always going to have that kind of stuff happen, especially, and it's just more prevalent now with Twitter and everything and everybody having a voice and all that stuff. So I don't have right. to explain, I probably don't have to explain to you or anybody else how you just have to kind of take that stuff in stride and keep doing yeah. what you're doing and everything. But yeah, I think. And I've been telling other podcasts or other live streams and stuff I've gone on, you know, this is a situation where if this happens, over 75% of it is is because of you and and the Snyder Cut community and, and guys like you just pushing for it and, and putting my name out there and everything. And I'll never forget that. I'll always be grateful and I'll always come back and, and um, you know do these shows yeah. if I can, as long as I'm out allowed to, you know, I'll never forget where I came from kind of thing, you know? So it would be a, it would be a fan, you know, a fan fan casting that, that was pushed into a reality. So it would be amazing. Right. Just like the, the whole Snyder cut thing that, that, that the, you know, producers and, and, and studios and stuff pay attention to that stuff because that's what they're marketing to. So this is, it's definitely a feasible thing. I wouldn't be spending as much time on it as I am if I didn't think there was a legitimate possibility of it happening. Cause I'm pretty realistic right. guy too. I'm not, I don't like to live in delusions of like, if I was like, man, you know, I don't, you know, this is probably just a pipe dream of doing this. You know, I, I'd, I'd probably would have cut it off by now, but right. it just keeps gaining steam, man. I keep hearing from new people and new people. And I'm like, my agent has told me that, you know, given me specific direction on certain things to do, like, which tells me, won't tell me anything more than that, but tells me that possibly somebody's watching. So I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. If I think if anything, if if twenty twenty has taught us anything, I think it's that anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> anything, whether it be Tom Brady going and playing in a Bucks uniform or like whatever the case may be, <clears throat> like that anything, is weird to see, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, like I'm itching to come home and watch the highlight. I'm like, I want to see what Tom Brady did. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. But um, but yeah, man, it's so it's so possible. Three years of hard campaigning, and then you get a movie that was supposed to be released years ago that the fan that the fans called for. So I'm like, anything can happen for an actor who wants to campaign to play such an iconic Batman character. I believe that's going to happen one day as well, man. So I hope, and I'll so. Be- I hope it doesn't take three years, though, because I can already catch myself method acting. Sometimes I'm walking around my house and I, I laugh and I, I sound like the laugh that I do in the videos. <laughs> it kind of creeps me out. And we probably listen to you like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, or I'm out talking to somebody or like my girlfriend will catch me sometimes too she'll be like yeah down like you do in those videos i'm like ah yeah i'm not trying to do it it's just happening naturally i'm like becoming this character <laughs> right that's true man and and like yeah that method at method acting is something else man like thinking in retrospect like about heath ledger may he rest in peace you know method mm-hmm. acting Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, the method actors of the world, Daniel Day-Lewis, like all those kinds of guys, like 
that method acting acting takes you to a place because if your imagination sometimes very dark right and i believe i believe riddler is one i haven't read any comics about riddler but i from what i can understand from the outside i think he is one of those characters as well if he is he he sure is one of those you know he's menacing like he even pissed me off enough to the point where i didn't even want to finish the Arkham Knight video game because I couldn't <laughs> truly complete the campaign until I went and found All every single one of the boxes. I was like, Jesus, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> Total rage quit. I'm like, man, forget this. I did enough. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's got the, I mean, he's got some, obviously some normal qualities, extremely intelligent, but he's also got some very psychotic breaks too that, you can see in the, yeah. the videos that I'm doing. So yeah, um, I try to bring more of that to it just because it makes more, more of an entertaining, I, I think it makes more of an entertaining, if you're doing a short video, kind of get yeah. to that more. I think that's kind of resonating with, with the people that are watching the videos at this point. Anyway, I think that's, that's the stuff they comment on anyway. Like that yeah. smile you do at the end where you're kind of like smiling and then it, your face shifts into like a blank stare kind of thing. It's, you know, that kind right. of stuff is, I can show off my facials and things like that. in those kind of videos, a little nuanced stuff. Right. So, and, and, and sort of going into closing here, it's like, so what, what comp, this is a two part of question. Part one, what comics do you read normally to did, or what sources do you normally go to, to, you know, sort of, um, research the Riddler and then part two how has 2020 COVID the BLM movement all of this how has it shaped your whole year and what do you think about it awesome questions man I guess for part one you know I've been reading um, my two favorites are Hush the Batman Hush comic and the Long Halloween so Mm. both of those have really good Riddler stories in them and I'm picking up a lot of stuff and taking running with that so um, that's what I do with that. I'm also going back and watching a lot of the, the old um, Batman cartoon or not the cartoons, the uh, the the 60s, 66 series with with Adam yeah. West and all that. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this the whole time because I wanted to mention him and I can't freaking remember his name right now. The guy that played the Riddler in that. Um, his name's escaping me right now, uh, but he. I've been watching him and kind of like trying to bring some of his mannerisms into my videos and pictures and stuff. If I do pictures, you know, I'll I'll bring some of that and kind of put a twist on it. Right. That's the kind of study and stuff that I've been doing. And uh, there was something else I was going to say with that too. Oh, with the real, Oh, if you watch the videos, I don't know how many of the videos you've seen. They always have little Easter eggs in them. And they always have a deeper meaning in them too. Like, and they'll have little, um, a lot of times the answers to the riddles will be things that are kind of like Easter eggs for bat stuff in the bat- Batman mythology. Kinda. Yeah. Like one of them was like death. The answer was death and it was for death stroke, that kind of stuff, oh, for example. Gotcha. So I'll throw a little clever stuff in there like that too. So it's all, it's, it's definitely very well thought out and, you know, you could watch it and just be like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. But then if you actually pay attention to it, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I pick up yeah. on that now. That kind of thing. So, right. 
Riddler is definitely not one. He's not one of those villains that's like going to give you the whole splat. Like Lex could just lay out everything and be like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Here's this and here's that. Right. Riddler's going to make you work for it, man. Make a game out of it. Yeah. Make a game out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that's what I've I've really grown attached to that character with that too because it's fun. It's been a lot of fun doing it. I have fun doing those videos. I feel that, bro. Now I got to go through and watch all of them. I watched about two of them, so now I got to go through and watch all of them. That'll be my challenge for 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 this upcoming week. I'm gonna watch all of them and see if I can spot all the Easter eggs. Yeah, check the one today, or I put up one today, and I put up uh, the one that's pinned on my Twitter. A lot of people said that's my best one yet. So if you haven't seen that one, check it out. Gotcha. Talking about people talking about the Batman announcement and being sick and tired of it and focus on me yeah. and this and that, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> right. It's it's kind of, it dives I, into that psychotic break kind of stuff. So, right. If I DM you and I'm like piping hot mad, just take pay it no mind. If nah. you like, bro, like, bro what is this I am, man. <laughs> See, and all right, the second part of your question. So, I mean, I think we can all agree that what we need now more than anything is just positive positivity, man. And just and uh, putting entertain things that are entertaining, put smile on people's faces. You yeah. know, my, my wrestling name was The Solution. So I was The Solution, Scott Fowler. And The Solution was always to just bring a positive message with me everywhere I went. So, um, right. So that's all I look to do, man, is just to try to be a, a, a light be a light in, in dark times, man. And just try to do the next right thing and, and hope that somebody somewhere picks up, you know, if it helps one person, two people, 10 people and just take right. that and kind of make a ripple effect out of it of positivity. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that man. Well, Hey bro, it's been an honor and I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. This was a fun. Yeah, man. Great questions. Yeah. That was good stuff. I appreciate it. I like it. Good deal. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, coming on and chopping it up with me, bro. This has been a good episode, man. Yes, absolutely, man. I look forward to listening to it back. I'll post it on Twitter and everything, at Scott Fowler Axe. Yes, sir. For And for all the people who are going to listen later, follow him on IG, at Scott Fowler Axe. All our kids, all together, no spaces, no cap, no nothing. Scott Fowler Axe. Bam. There it is. Yes, sir. Well, this has been another edition of J House Podcast Radio. We were joined by Scott Filer, the Riddler, the definitive version, soon to be, I believe. So, awesome. Yeah, man. So, yeah, but, man, thanks for coming in yet again, and we'll catch you guys later, man. Thanks, Peace. man. Peace and love. See y'all later. Peace and love. Thank, Thank you for, for joining. joining. This, this has been another, another edition, edition of J House Radio. Radio.